Okay, listeners, it's episode 73 of the Adrian Bow podcast, and I'm delighted to have today a really good mate of mine, Mr. Dan Argent from Urban X. Dan, how you doing, buddy? Adrian, mate, never better. Thank you very much, and thanks for having me on. Absolute pleasure, mate. Absolute pleasure. You episode, certainly... episode 73 sounds like I'm in good company. Uh, yeah, top sure, 100. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> First 100, that's right. That's it, my mate. That's it. Hey, um, so you're creating a bit of noise in the industry at the moment. So good for you. I love, I love uh, anyone who can rattle the cage a little bit. So um, that's that's really good for you. But I'd like to sort of go back to the genesis of your career in real estate uh, before we get into this vignette or chapter currently. That's that's um, um, you know um, sort of coming out and you're performing in in this urban urban uh, x world but um initially mate when did you start how did it kick off and uh where, whereabouts mate i uh it's sort of the start of my real estate career goes back to grade 12 at school i yeah. uh i had no idea really what i wanted to do i sort of thought i might want to become a lawyer but um you know that was probably from watching suits or or uh, boston <laughs> legal uh, or something you know what it, and, uh, and, and it looked fun and glamorous. Um, but unfortunately, my grade didn't match uh, my ambition. You know, I got an OP17. And uh, for those of you that uh, aren't in Queensland, that's sort of one's the best and 25's the worst. So, you know, it's sort of mid, mid to not great. <laughs> and yeah. um, so I thought, oh, shit, what am I going to do? And we had this guy come and speak at our school. Uh, and he was the father of a couple of kids that went to that school, but he also owned a real estate business. And he did this talk, and I don't really remember anything he said other than one thing, which was you can have anything you want in life if you set goals and work hard. <laughs> and um, I'd grown up very poor. Like, you know, um, my dad was never, like, he was born before I was one, and I had a single mum who sort of worked three jobs to, you know, sort of make ends meet. And, so the whole concept of having anything seemed pretty appealing. And uh, for some reason I heard that and it stuck in my mind. So after school, I decided to move straight out of home and straight to London. And when I was in London, I uh, you know, sort of did the usual backpacking and traveling thing. But I got a job working in an office to pay the rent and I hated it. I hated being stuck in four walls and looking outside all the time. Um, and that's when I realized I didn't want to become a lawyer because, you know, they spend a lot of time office bound. So I um, contacted that guy who spoke at our school and said, you know, I'm living in London now, but if I move back, uh, could I get into real estate? And um, he replied and he knew who I was. I probably didn't have the best reputation at school, <laughs> um, but he said yes. And so I moved back and got into real estate when I was 20. Okay, great. And what, straight into sales? Oh, well, that's what I thought, you know, I thought, uh, geez, I'm naturally talented. I could talk to anyone. No, anyway, got a bit of a reality check when I came back. It was uh, in a PA role to uh, one of the top agents in the office. Yeah. And, you know, I really, yeah, just had to start from, from the bottom. But I'm so grateful that I did. And I, as I'm sure you do, get calls all the time from people thinking about getting into real estate. I tell them all the time the same thing. Start at the bottom, learn from the best performer that you can find mm. uh, and get the basics done right. So the number one thing that I learned was how to prospect. Um, just get on the phone and talk to people. And so I had a KPI that I had to make 20 connections a day and out of 20 connections a day, I had to book one appraisal a day or listing appointment, but I basically just had to book one meeting a day with someone that owned a property in our area. 
Mm. Um, and you know, if I was there till seven o'clock, that's how long it took me. If I, um, fell short of my five appointments in a week, I had to come in on Saturday afternoon and work till, you know, six or seven o'clock at night. If I had to, as long as it took me, I couldn't end a week without having five appointments booked in to face to face meet someone. Um, mm. And that's a really good takeaway, actually, if anyone wants to start around accountability or any form of KPI, just that, that, that simple matrix you've, you've provided there, 20 a day for one face-to-face a day. That's just gold just there. Yeah. And I guess I had a goal to improve my ratio. You know, I thought, well, if I can get it from 20 down to 10, you know, by better scripts and dialogue, better energy, uh, you know, then that's, I'm going to get it done in less time. And over the years, that's definitely what I did, but it didn't ever get away from the fact that you had to book a minimum of one meeting a day. And I love that you've called that out, Adrian, because I think um, maybe only 10% of agents do that and the rest mm. just um, walk around the water cooler looking for the magic dust. You know, it yep. just doesn't exist. You just got to get on the phone. Um, and every time, and it would pretty much be every day, I have an agent question me, you know, that there's got to be a better way. <laughs> uh, I say, well, look at the top in the industry, you know, and I always come back to Tostevin, you know, I mean, he's been at the top for so long. Mm. Uh, and he talks about, you know, constantly how many calls he makes. You know, I think, why, why are you trying to do it better than Michael Jordan or why are you trying to do it better than these top, top, you know, mm. people? It's, uh, this is the way it's done. Absolutely. And so how long were you in, whether it's a, as an associate role or sales role, how long in, in residential sales for? Well, mate, I've been in it for uh, 14 years. I mean, in the mm. industry for 16, but mm. uh, I think the point you're getting at, I, I was a PA for nine months. It was meant to be mm. 12 months. And then mm. um, the agent that I worked under uh, left for some personal reasons. And so I was in this position where I was three quarters of the way through this kind of program. And it was either sort of find someone else to go under uh, or give it a go on my own. And, and uh, I felt like I was ready to go out on my own. And so they said, all right, well, you know, go for it. And uh, I just followed the same strategy, mate. And um, had my first listing appointment in three days, which I got and um, sold it in nine days. And I was off and racing. Um, and I just, I never really changed the strategy. You know, I, 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 uh, I'd say, and we probably didn't touch on the goals. I mean, the goals mm. were paramount for me, mate. I, I, I really followed that advice that, got me into the industry. You can have anything you want if you set goals and work hard. I, you know, I had a goal to get into sales within 12 months. I had a goal to make over a hundred grand in my first year. I had a goal to, um, you know, buy a property in my second year. I had a goal to buy my mum a house in my third year. I mean, I, I sort of wrote down goals for every year and what I wanted to achieve. Um, and that's what sort of drove me every year. And so after I started in sales, I worked at that agency for uh, another six and a bit years. So I was there for seven years in total. Mm. until I went out on my own. Yep. And when you were on your own, that, that was an independent agency or with a brand? Yeah, mate. With, I, yeah. yeah, mate. I started as an independent. Mm. I, uh, I mean, basically what, what caused me to do it, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, for anyone who has heard me talk before, I talk a lot about uh, the fact that I believe agents should all work for themselves. Mm. Uh, not all agents, and I'll get to that in a second, but certainly once they're established, uh, I believe they should go out on their own. And, and, and by the way, I believe that from the same point of view that, uh, you know, it's just a natural progression uh, in life. I mean, you don't go to school for your entire life. You go to school, you learn everything that there is to learn and then you graduate. If you want yeah. to go to uni, you go to uni, but you don't stay at uni for the rest of your life. Uh, you, you learn what there is to learn and then you go out into the world. I, I think real estate's the same. People ask me all the time, is there a place for the agency model, the franchise model? And I say, yeah, absolutely. You know, when you're starting out, work there, learn everything there is to learn, get yourself established and then go out on your own. And so 
that's really what I did, Adrian. Uh, it had been seven years. I worked for an agency and that was uh, 2010 was the final year of that. And three things happened that year that made me go out on my own. Uh, the first one was at the start of the year, I won the REIQ, which is the same as the REIV, REI, NSW and all the others. I, I won the REIQ agent of the year and I got a lot of exposure uh, from that. You know, the, it was the first time an agent in Brisbane had won it for a while and it had sort of been dominated by um, coastal agents. And, uh, and so when I ran it, the Brisbane media went a bit, you know, crazy on it. I ended up getting the front page of the paper with a double page spread inside. Mm. And I had $10 million worth of call in business the week that that came out from people I'd never spoken to before, just calling up saying, Hey, read the article. Can you come and sell our house? Yep. Wow. And I was like, Holy crap. Like mm. I've never had this ever before. And now mm. I'm getting a stack of it in, in a week. And that's when I sort of really started to understand the power of building your own personal brand, mm. uh, that they were wanting me to sell their house. They didn't care who I was with. They just wanted me. Mm. Um, and I think that's what all established agents probably uh, realize over time. And for any that haven't, I always suggest you write down your last 12 months of sales and write down next to each one where they came from. Mm. And if 70 or 80% came from referrals, past clients, buyers you met at open homes or your own prospecting, then your client base is established and they're listing with you because of you. They don't care who you're with. Mm. Um, mm. But uh, yeah. the, ag the agency I worked for sort of shut down that personal promotion pretty quick. And uh, I was told no individual agent's profile will ever be bigger than the agency profile, which <laughs> didn't sort of you know, sit right with me, but pretty common in the industry. We've all heard that before. No one's bigger than the brand. It's quite Correct. cliche. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we are the brand, as I've sort of already yeah. uh, said. Yeah. Second thing that happened that year, mate, that made me go out on my own was I got my tax return and mm -hmm. um, I'd written 700,000 that year, but only got uh, about 180,000 in my pocket, um, which is about 25%. I think you'll probably find that most people listening, if they actually do the uh, numbers, they'll realize they're in exactly the same position. So I talk a lot about net commission income, not gross commission income. I mean, gross is important, but net's more important because that's what you're getting for your mm -hmm. hard work. So out of 700, I had to pay for my own, uh, well, actually, no, to start with, I mean, of course, there, there's the split. I mean, I'm on 60% uh, of 90%. So mm. take 10 off, that's 700 down to 630. Uh, take the, the split off, I'm down to around 400, mm. or a bit under that. And then I had to pay for my own PA and super, mm. and that left about 300 and then tax. I mean, you can't do anything about tax. So tax came out and that left me with about 180, mm. um, which is, I don't know, maybe 15 grand a month or, or something like that. I don't have a calculator on me, but mm. it's something like that. And, uh, and make my living expenses were 10 grand a month. And that's not saying like I was going out partying. That's like mm. my mortgage, the mortgage on my mum's place. I had a mortgage on an investment property. I had a mm. car loan and it was my fixed expenses were 10 grand a month and maybe I'm getting 14 or 15. And that doesn't include self-promotion. doesn't include clothes, holidays going out. doesn't include anything. Right. So mm -hmm. I was not getting anywhere in life, mate. I'd been in the game for seven years. I had a couple of properties, but I also had them all on interest only. And I was in $2 million debt and mm -hmm. I had this constant pressure to keep the money coming in. Cause I was only just, you know, making a bit more than what my fixed expenses were. And the GFC was hitting Australia finally in 2010, even though it started earlier in the States, it was hitting Australia. And I was watching all these people go broke, people that seemed very wealthy. 
And as I looked into it, they had a lot of stuff, had a lot of assets, but they were cash flow poor and they just couldn't keep up the payments. And that was what the issue was. And I realized that the issue was really um, cash flow, but also debt. They had too much debt. and They, they couldn't maintain it when, when the music stopped. Mm. And I looked at my own position, Adrian, and I realized, shit, I'm in the same boat here. Like <laughs> I've got all this debt and if, if I'm not really getting ahead and if things, you know, go pear-shaped, I'm going to bloody start going backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought, how can I get more money? And I realized that the largest chunk, about 300 grand a year out of 700, was going to the agency that I worked for. Mm. And I thought, well, if I go out on my own, I'm still going to pay tax, I'm still going to pay for an associate, but I, I keep all of that. And uh, I did that little exercise I told you about. I, I wrote down, looked at my last 12 month sales and realized they were all pretty much listing with me because of me. I might lose one or two, but, mm. but that was about it. And so, mate, that's what I did. I, I uh, yeah, it wasn't easy. I mean, I, I sort of wanted to do it for a couple of years, but um, you know, I think we, we we think it's such a big deal working for yourself, but it's actually not. Mm. And so, I started in two thousand and eleven, and mate, I got a listing and a sale on my first day. I resigned on a Friday, started on a Saturday, and got a listing and sale that day. And I've never ever looked back once, mate. My income blew up; it, it accelerated. Uh, my GCI almost doubled. Uh, and I attribute that to having the freedom to build my own personal brand, which is what I did. Mm. Uh, changed the business from being a chase business to an attraction business by building my own brand where I had more and more uh, weeks. Like when that newspaper article came out with people just calling me saying, Hey, can you come and sell my house? And I've never even spoken to them before. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, mate, I, I can go into as much detail as you want about that, but basically changed my entire life in the, in the following seven years by working for myself. That's outstanding. That's that's a really great story, mate, and really good insight for you as well. Um, and the nucleus or the start of Urban X, what similar to what inspired you to go out on your own? Obviously, you had a few levers there and a few triggers um, that what? you know ma- made you leave. You know, a, the, working for a brand to sort of launch your own brand. What what were the triggers that that made you launch Urban X, which is obviously a platform for agents to do exactly what you did, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But what was the trigger? Yeah, mate, I, I think it's a, a great question uh, because it's it's always interesting what makes anyone do anything. So yeah, fantastic question. Well, I, I did what I said uh, for for seven years uh, mm. again, pretty much to the month, um, and it was outstanding. GCI just went up every single year. Uh, as I say, to the point where it nearly doubled. Um, I I was keeping so much more of it. I was using all of that money uh, to, I mean, the first thing I did was pay off my house. I used all, I, I didn't change my lifestyle at all. Mm. I just used that money to start changing my position in life. Uh, mm. And I knew I wanted freedom. I actually wanted freedom all those years ago when I was sitting in an office in London thinking, shit, I don't want to be stuck inside an office. I, I, I want to be free to do what I want. I want to be able to work outside. I, I just mm. want freedom. And, uh, and after seven years, I hadn't achieved anything. I actually just built a noose around my neck. And so I didn't change my lifestyle. I just started changing my position. I paid off my home in three years. I then turned my attention to the house that I bought for my mum. I paid it off in two years. I then uh, paid off another property. I then bought a house up at the beach, up at Noosa, where I'm sitting now, and I paid it off. I bought it for $1,110, borrowed the lot, paid it off in 23 months. Um, and, and I built a rent roll and bought some commercial property and did a bunch of things. And I did it all by working for myself, growing my income and keeping more of it, not changing my lifestyle, but using all that extra money to set myself up financially. And so 
over the next seven years, mate, my, my, my entire life changed enormously. And all I was still doing was listing and selling. But mm. in addition to listing and selling, what I probably didn't realize was just how much work went into running the back end of the business. And, mm. and a lot of that was the staff, you know, you need admin, I mean, as agents, we think we're all superheroes and, you know, in some ways, you know, we are, <laughs> but, um, but, but, you know, shit, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, not yeah. that dissimilar from the pilot on a plane can't do everything. You know, you need someone at the back serving drinks and food, just mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, um, Lewis Hamilton, if you're into formula one, he might be the driver and the superhero, but without the pit crew and the engineers and the race team and everything else, they can't do their job. And so I needed my pit crew. I needed people in admin. I needed people in accounts. I needed people in marketing. I needed, I needed, you know, all, all these support people around me. And you know, what, what I think, you know, I didn't realize and a lot of agents don't realize is just how much work goes into finding amazing people, managing people, and, and keeping people and then unfortunately from time to time replacing people mm. and so what I found Adrian was that over those seven years whilst everything was amazing and I changed my life the downside to it was that I ended up with two full-time jobs and I would list and sell all day uh, and I would manage and try and deal with stuff at night in the evening you know at the dinner table and early in the morning and uh, you know time is one of those things that it's the only finite resource like uh, there's only so much of it. And, um, and so if that time at night was coming, you know, was being used up by running the back end of the business, then unfortunately it was coming out of me time and certainly relationship time. And, um, you know, my marriage ended up breaking down and we got divorced and and that was a big wake up call for me. And my health had been declining because that time in the morning, you know, doing back end things had come stop me from going to the gym and so I'm sort of putting on weight not exercising and I put on 15 kilos over those years and I sort of got to a pretty um, ordinary you know personal position in life even though my business and career and finances were going great and that was the trigger point that, that you mm. asked me about uh, was I realized when, when I when I thought when I stopped to think shit how's this all gone so bloody wrong mm. um, I realized that I've had two full-time jobs and it's just not sustainable and so I, you know, I had so many people over the years ask me about how I was getting ahead in life and, and, and what it was like working for myself and so many other people wanting to do it, but, you know, not really wanting to take on all the stuff that I'd taken on. And, and I, I guess I saw an opportunity, Adrian, to help agents have the best of both worlds, work for themselves, build their own brand, keep more of their commission, have comp- all of the freedom and flexibility that comes with working for yourself but outsource all of the back end, all of the operational side of the business. So you don't really need staff. I mean, it doesn't mean you can't, and it doesn't mean you, you know, can, you can do whatever you want to build a team, have a huge sales force. If you want to, we've got single man operators, we've got EBUs and we've got, you know, larger agencies. And I know you do some work with at least one of those, but uh, you, you just don't need the admin and the accounts and the marketing and the software and the, you know, all, all of the, all of the other stuff that, that was, you know, quite consuming. Um, and so I realized there was an opportunity because we were very good at that to actually provide that as a service to independent agents that want to work for themselves. And I thought if we can do that and if we can do it for less than what it would cost them to do it themselves, see, it's a cost. It's, you know, people think, oh, if I go out on my own, I get a hundred percent. Well, you get a hundred percent, but you also pay for a hundred percent of the expenses. You need to employ your own staff and pay them. You need to get your own subscriptions and pay for them. Like there's still a lot of expenses. Mm. Um, So I thought if I can provide all of those services that you'll, you know, an agent's going to need anyway, Mm. and I can provide it for less than what it would cost them to do it themselves. 
And as a bonus, they pick up the time aspect of not having to manage it all themselves. Mm. Then, you know, we're going to be able to help a whole segment of, of the industry that, that want to work for, that want to work for themselves. And so that was my trigger point mate. And uh, yeah, I, I uh, walked away from making over a million dollars a year uh, selling real estate and, uh, and, and started urban X uh, about a year and a half ago. Right, good on you. And, you know, it's, it's interesting how there's, there was a dichotomy between financial success, but other areas of your life were just basically highly compromised health relationships, family time, whatever. So yeah, the, the barometer of success is not always financial, is it? It's, it's really not. I mean, that was a big wake up call for me as well. I mean, you know, because I, I touched on earlier, you know, growing up so poor, uh, you often make these little decisions as a kid uh, around all sorts of things in life. And one of the things that I had decided on early on in life is that um, being successful meant being wealthy because I didn't mm. have that. And I thought, well, that's not successful. So being wealthy must be successful. Mm. And so I then went out and spent the next you know, 14 years chasing it and uh, got there, got, got to a position that's, um, you know, I'm quite blessed to have been able to do, but, but then was like, oh shit, there's all these other parts in life that uh, are actually just as important if not more important and, uh, and I've let those go. And so, you know, for me, health became a, a huge part of that. And I thought there's no point having money and, and, you know, being unhealthy or dead or something like that. So, mm. so health became very important mentally and uh, physically uh, wealth. Yeah, for sure. It still remained a part of success. I mean, I've had no money and I've had money and, and it's definitely better to have it than not. Mm. Uh, growth I found for me was really important. Adrian, like, mm. um, you know, I think we can get up every day and list and sell real estate, but it's quite unfulfilling after a while. I mean, look, it's beautiful. We get to deal with some amazing people. We get to make a huge impact on some people's lives. But for me, it was about the growth, you know, like I wanted to be constantly challenged. I wanted to learn new things. I wanted, I wanted to have more opportunity. And, and once I sort of know something, I'm then looking to, to what else can I learn next? And I found with having my own business, you know, it, it, it's basically like a constant growth journey because you can take it from, a one man band operation to a international business. I mean, you can do whatever you want, you know, once you, once you're out on your own, it's like a big open road that you can do whatever you want with. So growth became huge for me and then um, make love and, and family and relationships. I mean, obviously take time and, and that means pulling that out of you know other things, but it, it is important. And then finally, Adrian contribution, you know, I sort of spent the last 14 years building an empire for myself, but I didn't really feel like I'd done much for other people. And so, uh, decided to start a foundation and, and start giving some money away to a cause that's really important to me, which is um, helping disadvantaged kids uh, go to uh, good schools because a lot of kids uh, you know, go to whatever school their parents can afford to send them to, uh, free or otherwise. And uh, many of those kids don't ever really realise their full potential because of the people they're around or you know, the quality of the education potentially. And and, uh, and so I look back on my own situation and, and sort of thought, geez, if I didn't you know, go to the school I went to and meet the people that I met, I wouldn't have got to where I got to today. So mm. I want to help other kids do that. So you're definitely right, Adrian, you know, money and wealth and the nice cars and watches and suits that we all bang on about. It's, it's a nice part of life. But if that's um, the only definition of success, then uh, it doesn't often lead gets, to... Gets a bit shallow. Things. 
gets it a bit shallow. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting some of the words you've mentioned there. I, I don't know whether you, you you follow Tony Robbins or listen to some of his stuff, but he, he talks about the six human needs and you've mentioned some of them. You know, the, the first one he talks about is certainty. Everyone needs certainty. Uh, yeah. Variety is another one. Uh, significance is one. Love, growth, contribution. They're, they're the six human needs that he often talks about. So they're, they're not actual wants. They're things that we need as human need. beings. Um, yeah. So it's interesting. You, you touched on a couple of those. Um, yeah, well, he's, he's obviously right. Maybe that certainty one's the wealth, you know, part or that, you know, that, that part you sort of think, oh, well, there's, there's freedom and, and surety in that. Um, there's a dark side to that too, though, because a lot, a lot of people sort of, uh, you know, binge on certainty and, and sort of almost are, are um, um, you know, they have this addiction to it. And, and for them, it means bossing people around or it means, you know, dominating your partner or whatever. So there, there's a dark side to all these needs and you can you can OD on them and you, you, you they can be a vice. Um, so I, I, I would also say that the, the thing that comes to me while you're talking, Adrian, is, is in terms of the dark side of certainty, what I see now, I guess, on my current journey in life, uh, we launched Urban X just over a year ago, about 13 months ago. As I said, I started about a year and a half ago, but uh, the first part was, you know, a lot of setup work. But I, I, I talk to agents every day that are making a lot of money, well, that, that are generating really good fees, but giving an enormous amount away, you know, and really getting nowhere in life. I mean, you know, I'm having lunch with an agent next week. He's been in the game for 12 years. He's still renting. Is you know has a car that he's leasing. Has a, a you know a couple of assets, but we sort of calculated total net net wealth about 100 grand. That's after 12 years in the game. You know, I, I had coffee with some agents about a week ago. Uh, you know, early 40s, been in the game for seven years, still renting no real, you know, movement in, in getting ahead in life. And, and I think, you know, one of that downsides to certainty is, is it's probably the lack, you know, the opposite of growth and just staying in your comfort zone. And, and I guess the point I'm trying to make is that so many people are chasing the certainty. They deem certainty as well, getting up every day, going to the same place, you know, staying in their, in their lane, getting their little cut, but they really get nowhere in life. And I know by talking to them, they all have a desire to get somewhere in life, but that sort of trap of certainty and, and, you know, just doing what they know and staying in their lane kind of keeps them trapped there. And I think that would be another dark side of certainty. I'd say is, mm. you know, all, all of the growth and all of the potential is on, is on the other side of certainty. It's actually going to the uncertain part and going shit, you know, yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's Tony Robbins second human need is that uncertainty, well, there you go. <laughs> is, the, is the uncertainty or variety, you know, so it's, it's, uh, they're, 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 it's a zero sum game, you know, so it's interesting. Um, yeah. so, so talking about urban X, I've been fortunate enough to, to appear on, on some of your webinars with your team. And now I'm coaching some of your agents, which is, which is great. You know, I love, I love doing that. Um, so the, the platform of urban X, um, you'll explain it better than I, but just as, an intro effectively what you're doing is providing the back end to agents um, i.e trust account admin marketing um, you're allowing um, someone to launch adrian bow real estate powered by urban x um, all of the brands look different so you help them with the branding and the marketing um, and rather than spending a huge amount on um, you know capex or opex in terms of an office fit out or whatever what you're saying is 
spend it in marketing um, and you'll retain a much higher percentage of the GCI. So um, that, that's sort of a, a very broad introduction of what Urban X is. But if you could just talk more specifically around what, 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 what the OPEX would be, what someone would need to invest if they, if they you know, joined Urban X and what sort of commission split they would be on. I think um, you've summed it up pretty nicely. The, the, the big key difference that I would say is that, um, you know, people have this perception that they're joining UrbanX or, you know, becoming an UrbanX agent or, you know, any of those kind of things. And none of that is actually accurate. So we help, I mean, we've had people, we help independent agents uh, by running the back end of their business. Now, that they can be established or they can be new. I mean, we've had numerous established businesses uh, look at what we do be in a similar position to me where they've got different things in life that, you know, they prefer to spend their time on and they realize that they're not, we've run the numbers. We've realized that we can actually run the back end more efficiently than they can. And they've decided to bring their business onto our platform. Uh, and then we've also helped agents that were in agencies go out on their own. Um, and so the, the key difference is that no agents work for us. We, we work for agents. I mean, yes. we, we are something, we are a service that agents sign up to and we don't lock anyone in and we want people to stay, but we want people to stay because they get value. Um, and other than a 30 day termination uh, notice period, which is, you know, kind of nothing, uh, agents can leave us if they, if they want to. So, you know, this is not a, you know, this is helping agents have and run their own business and it's completely independent from ours. We just provide all of the back-end services. And you touched on them. I mean, administration's a big one. I mean, that's where we, you know, spend a lot of our time is, is running the, the administration side for agents. And, and it's extensive. And really, it was designed uh, by the administration support that I needed when I was writing over a million dollars a year. I mean, when I was going out to sign up a property, I would just say to, you know, my team, hey, guys, I'm going to go list this. I need you know, the pack prepared, I need everything prepared. Uh, and, and it would just be done. I would walk in, pick up a folder and then walk out the door and go and list it. Then when I listed it, uh, I really wouldn't have a great deal to do with that property until it went on the market. I'd just hand that uh, listing to the team, they'd contact the owner, organize the BPA, book in everything, get everything back, uh, create the advertising, send it to the owner for approval, launch the advertising, you know, get the sign board up, create the contract. You know, all of the work that needs to be done, it's extensive. There's like 180 steps um, in that process. They would just look after. And it meant that my time was just freed up to, to get more listings and, and sell the listings that I had. You know, stock in motion is something that I'm really passionate about. And it's kind of the key to making over a million dollars a year in real estate is you're just going to be focused on listings in, listings out every day. Um, but the processing part, the part that, you know, we just don't really need to have a great deal to do with uh, can be outsourced. And so it's an extensive admin service to allow agents to just get on with their job. And, you know, every single agent that's joined uh, our platform over the last year has uh, said, you know, wow, this, the level of support, even though it's done remotely uh, out of Brisbane is so much more extensive than the support that I got from the, you know, the administrator sitting in, in the office that I've just you know come out of. So um, very extensive admin support, um, all of the trust accountings looked after, so agents don't need to run their own trust account. All the general accountings looked after. Uh, that's like invoicing and BPA and um, payroll and you know, accounts and all that kind of stuff um, is 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 all looked after. Um, all of the software that an agent needs is provided. You know, from the CRM to RP Data to 
DocuSign, Home, you know, just everything that an agent's going to need is is all provided. Um, and then a lot of training and coaching. I mean, the X in Urban X stands for growth. We are all about growth. And our goal is to help every agent that's with us grow by 20% year on year. And, you know, that may or may not sound like a lot, but um, if you look at what 20% compounding is, it's extraordinary, particularly if you look at it over a 10-year period. Um, and uh, and it's also achievable as well. I mean, if you set out to double every year, you're just going to burn out. You know, yep. it's, a, it's a marathon, not a race. So... So there's a lot of training and coaching uh, wrapped up in that. Um, and, and a lot of our training too, just on that success part, Adrian, is, is really born out of my own experience. I mean, I've attended training and gone to the big conferences and whatever for, you know, a decade and a half. And it's all well, for the most part about GCI and, and making more money and making more calls and, and this, that and the other, but not a lot on, on life and, and how to live a good life. And, you know, maybe as a weird, but um, interesting observation and, and certainly general and not, uh, not, you know, specific, but I often kind of looked at the speakers uh, speaking at, at different things and they were either unhealthy or no wedding ring or, you know, and I thought, oh, are, are you, are you successful, successful, or are you just successful in business? You know, mm -hmm. and, um, and so, you know, a lot of our trainings built around those pillars, uh, health, wealth, uh, love, growth, uh, contribution. And uh, so we've actually got our, we, we do something called university, Y-O-U university. And, um, and our next one's in a couple of days and, you know, we've got uh, a financial planner coming in and, and talking about different setups and structures that uh, agents can, can look at and follow and uh, actually creating a couple of um, or, or displaying a couple of case studies around if you set up a certain way, here's where you'll be in 10 years. If you set up a different way, here's where you'll be in 10 years with the same income and make the difference is chalk and cheese. You know, this is just stuff that people don't get taught, but we're very big on, on wealth creation because I think that's where freedom comes from. Um, we've got uh, a relationship expert coming in. You know, she's been in, in marriage counseling and whatnot for 20 years, talking about the four fundamentals for a successful relationship. And, and we've got the founder of Eagle Boys coming in after that, just talking about the ups and downs of, of building a business. And, you know, over a 20 year period uh, that he had Eagle Boys pizza in Australia and, uh, and also standing out, you know, Eagle Boys big thing was standing out. And, and, uh, and I think that's something that's really important that agents do. Otherwise we get lost in the sea of sameness. I think Tom Panos calls it the sea of sameness or maybe Michael Sheargold. But, you know, as agents, we can just all appear the same, uh, just like a pizza shop can. But if you actually find ways of standing out constantly, that's how you, you attract the eyeballs. So big on, big on the training and coaching part as well. Um, and so that's what we provide, Adrian. It really, it's, it's everything that an agency would provide, all of the admin, all of the accounts, uh, all of the software training marketing. I mean, that's the other big part that, that you touched on, which I haven't mentioned yet, but you know, if you're an established business, we can pick up your brand and, and run with it or improve it. If you are new, we have a full uh, brand team uh, in our business uh, design and also building the actual brand itself. Um, and, and, you know, we've taken so many agents from scratch uh, out of an agency and out on their own and, you know, whether they want to call that Adrian Bow Real Estate, Bow & Co, that's a good name, Bow & Co, <laughs> um, you know, Bow Real Estate, uh, Coogee Real Estate, Bondi Real Estate, you know, um, Noosa Estate Agents, which we're launching today. Yeah, that's uh, exciting. Yeah, that's you know, whatever the brand is, I mean, it's up to the individual. I mean, because it's, I mean, we'll create it, but again, it's, it's your business and your brand and you can have whatever you want. Um, we, we just do it all for you. So... Yeah, that's so that's a huge part. And then not just getting the establishment, which is like the, the logo, the fonts, the colors, the designs, the signboards, brochures, business cards, presentation folders, website, 
it's it's all the ongoing support. You know, it's 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 campaign development every three months. Um, you know, we've just started a campaign with one of our uh, groups, uh, living, loving, selling. And, you know, the whole campaigns around the fact there's three of them in the business. They all uh, live in the suburb. They all love that uh, suburb for different reasons and they all sell there and they have for a long time. And we're, like, we're building a three month campaign around that, which, which will go out heavily in their area, um, you know, around the things that they love about living in, in, in the area, uh, it, you know, obviously being hyper-local, which is, which is helpful for both buyers and sellers. And then the fact that they sell there. So, you know, that, that constantly creating campaigns and then executing on them for our uh, agents that are with us is a huge part of, of what we do. Brilliant. And, and cost for the agent and commission split. Yeah. So it's a reducing model. I come back to what I said, Adrian um, earlier, which is that I, you know, our goal was to, provide the service again they're you know probably hearing it you'd understand that they're all things that an agent needs or an agency needs whether they get it from us or they do it themselves you still need everything i've, I've said um and our goal is to to do it for less than what someone could do it themselves and also alleviate them from needing to do it themselves which is a, a time saver mm. and so basically it's a it's a flat percentage that reduces the more a business is writing so it starts at uh, between 250 and 500,000 a year, uh, uh, GCI. Uh, and, I, and I'll just quickly make a point on that. We don't work with uh, agents uh, below 250,000 a year in terms of going into their own business. I mean, of course, if they want to join one of the businesses that's with us, that's no problems. Uh, but we don't help agents establish businesses under that. And I'm not aware of a single other you know, business in Australia uh, that you know turns away agents writing under two hundred and fifty thousand a year. In fact, the industry average is about one hundred and eighty. So the vast majority of agents are probably writing under two hundred and fifty thousand a year. But I guess coming back to that thing I said earlier about you know you don't go to school for the rest of your life. You mm. go to school, you learn what you can, you get established, and you go out you know, to the next part of your life. I, I think that until you're writing two hundred and fifty thousand a year, you really shouldn't be out on your own. I think that's mm. that's I where. I think that's a sensible duty of care. That, that I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think I really do. I think that's a very sensible duty of care, because otherwise, um, the the failure rate is is almost inevitable. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, and and, and so uh, that's you know we're about helping people be successful. We're not just about growing your business or or quick wins or anything like that. We want long term. Uh, you know, clients and, and we want people to be successful and we know if we can help them become successful and become even more successful, you know, they've got no reason to go anywhere else. So, so yeah, so, so our model starts with agents uh, writing above 250,000 a year and the first uh, brackets between 250 and, and 500,000 a year and mm-hmm. uh, agents in that level keep 75% of their revenue, 75, a hundred. There's no, there's no fake, you know, all this, I'm on 60% or 60 of what? or oh, 60 of 90. Okay, mm, so you're on yeah. 54. You know, no, none of that garbage. That's just this kind of you know, hidden hidden way of agencies stealing even more of the commission. So, so every, everything's of 100. So agents writing between 250 and 500,000 a year keep 75% of their GCI. Yep. Uh, agents uh, generating between 500,000 and a million dollars a year keep 80% uh, mm. of their GCI. Uh, agents generating between a million and two million a year keep 85% and uh, agents writing above $2 million a year keep 90% of their revenue. Gotcha. And is that, is that refreshed every 12 months or, or is it of the difference over the 12 months? Yeah. So it's refreshed every 12 months, but mm. no one starts from scratch. And so we always just continue on as an example, you know, we're in 2020 at the moment, say an agent this year, 
you know, writes $800,000, uh, they're going to start next year on that 500,000 to a million level. Like they don't need to start from gotcha. scratch every year. It just continues to roll on. The only reason why you'd ever go down, you know, a level is if you, you know, maybe you wrote 800 last year, but then you, uh, got distracted and, you know, did something else this year, went on a big holiday and, and, and only wrote 300. Well, then you're going to start the following year on that level. Gotcha. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, it, it starts again each year, but you don't have to prove yourself, you know, yep. each year or anything like that. And what's the average investment, say, you know, one of your agents, you know, whether it's On Ben. Startup? Yeah, but say it's yeah. Ben Wakely or say it's Noosa or estate agents who are just kicking off. What, what would be the average investment they're making, you know, for branding, marketing, et cetera? Yeah, mate, um, you're asking some great questions. So uh, when I went out on my own, you know, I, I knew I wanted a sexy brand. And one of the things I see go wrong a lot with independent uh, agents is they, you know, probably spend 500 bucks on their branding and their website and it looks like crap. And, and you know, they it just doesn't reflect. You, you know, you're competing with large national businesses uh, that have spent a lot of money on, on their branding. And so I wanted everything to look pretty, uh, slip when I went out on my own. And so I hired, uh, you know, a very good um, branding expert and I spent $50,000 on getting everything designed and then another 30,000 on getting everything printed and produced and the website created and all of that. So that was 80. Uh, and then I spent um, about a hundred thousand decking out an office um, and I needed to go out and, you know, start paying wages straight away, you know, 60 grand a year for receptionist and, admin and accounts and stuff. So, so, you know, I, I used to always say you need about $300,000 to start your own business. Um, but because we provide all the staff, you don't need to do that. Um, because I advocate that you do not need an office after having my own office for um, seven years, 10 grand a month rent, 120 grand a year, you know, about a million dollars uh, in rent paid out and realizing that no business ever just walked in the door and that's not even where the eyeballs are anymore. They're all online. So you're much better off not doing that um, and not opening a big office and decking it out and having street frontage and all that, you know, you can still have signage on every street corner. You don't need to have an office with street frontage. Um, and because we cover all, you know, it, it was just, it's an imposition that most agents can't afford. It stops a lot of agents from going out on their own, even just that branding, you know, part that I mentioned before, not a lot of agents have got to spare, hundred grand sitting around to get that kind of stuff designed. So Adrian, we cover all of that. I mean, we do it all in house. We've got the branding team. We've got the marketing team. We've got the design team. It's all in house. And so any agent that we uh, partner with in, in going into their own business, uh, we look after all of that. We design everything from scratch, uh, all in consultation with them. You know, they end up with uh, a product that they're absolutely ecstatic with and we don't stop until they are. And, um, and, and we cover all of that for them. And so really all they're up for is, you know, just getting business cards printed and getting some flags and A-frames and some folders and maybe some T-shirts with their life. I mean, you know, whatever they want. So, you know, so to answer your question, I've seen new businesses get established and spend $2,000 on, on just getting some, pre you know, presentation folders and business cards and, and open home signs and, and things like that. Because, you know, we've created the website, we've created their full digital identity. Um, everything's been done for them. They only really, you know, need a handful of uh, collateral um, and I've sort of seen people spend maybe 10 or $15,000 and go really hard on launching their brand out of the blocks, you know, mm. um, ads in the paper and billboards and um, you know, 12,000 letterbox drops and, um, you know, merchandise and launch parties and, and things like that. So, 
you know, Adrian, I've seen people, and, and it really doesn't necessarily relate to how successful they are. I mean, you know, someone can spend two grand and still be very successful. I mean, we had a business launch with 21 new listings. Um, one thing we haven't covered is how long it takes. Uh, it took mm. me five months to get everything ready from the point that I made the decision to start my own business back in 2010. From the moment someone gives us the go ahead, they're out on their own in five weeks because yeah. we have such a large team and we do everything so efficiently. So, you know, once an agent decides, yeah, I'm going to do this, um, most of their focus can just uh, stay on getting as many listings as possible to launch with. I've had agents launch with 21 listings from the moment they've um, decided to go out on their own. Yeah, that's um, awesome. And, and that doesn't mean, you know, they need to spend a lot of money on, on advertising and self-promotion. So look, Adrian, it could be as little as two, it could be as much as 10, can, can be really whatever someone wants to spend on, on establishing their own business. Yeah, because so what you're saying is for the 10 to 25% that you're retaining, the, the minimum that they need is a website and you're, that's included. That you're, you're, oh, you're, it's all included. That's included. If they, want to, if they want to do any additional marketing and, and you've seen what you're saying, you've seen it range from you know, 2,000 to 15,000 and 15 would be de definitely on the higher end. Um, it, it's, it's negligible really, the amount that's compared to say an office fit out, which could be, you said 100,000. I mean, I've seen off at office fit outs at 500,000, you know, um, oh, so there's, there's, there's a, there's a, a franchise group here in Brisbane that, you know, got some young guys in an office here in Brisbane. They spent 750,000 on a fit out. I mean, that's the golden handcuffs. If you've ever heard one, I mean, how, how the hell can they ever do anything else, but just pay off that office for the next 10 years? You know, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's ridiculous. So yeah. you're right. I, I spent on the low side and that seemed like a lot of money to me. Mm. Um, none of our agents are, are spending anything like that, you know? And so yeah. it's gone from five months and 300 grand needed in the bank when I started yeah. to with everything I've learned, you know, it can be five weeks and two grand uh, and still be very successful. How many brands are you partnered with at the moment? How many, how many do we have with Urban 27. X? 27. Okay. How many of those would work entirely from home and how many would say have even just a, maybe a small suburban office or do any have, have any street frontage at all? Yeah, half-half uh, mm -hmm. are working remotely. Mm -hmm. And I think this whole working from home is an interesting thing, you know. I mean, if, you know, I, I worked from home when I, when I very first went out on my own. I mean, in the months after I left, I, I just worked from home. Uh, and that was just nervousness, really. But no one cared. I mean, none of my clients cared. No one no one even knew, no one even asked. I mean, you know, work from home. We can work from the beach. We can work from the car. We can work from anywhere. Like, when inquiries come in, they come straight to your mobile, whether it's an email or a phone call, you talk mm. to the person, they don't know where you are, you don't know where they are. They mm. ask you questions, you answer them, you might book in to come and see their property, well, you're gonna go and do that. They might wanna look at the property you're selling, you're gonna meet them there, you're not gonna pick them up or anything like that. They don't know where you've come from or where you're going after, you do the inspection. Um, you know, if they wanna make an offer, you, know, you might go and meet them at a cafe or at their place or back at the same property. You're going to go and present that to the vendor. I mean, we are in a game where we, we are in a, in a mobile game, you know? Mm. And so, you know, I think this work from home has got some connotations around, oh, they're just a two bit you know, operator. Well, actually it doesn't matter where you work from, whether you've got an office or not. I mean, I, I don't personally love working in the office. I find it distracting. I find low performers always want to, you know, chat to you and tell you about their problems. Um, you know, get people want to get their monkey off their back and stick it onto yours. When you work from, you know, wherever you want, home, car, beach, wherever, you can just focus on being dollar productive and, and what you need to do. So 
I'd say half of our agents work remotely in, in a style like that. And the other half have opened their own spaces in some capacity or another, but zero with shop frontage. And, um, and look, if someone wants to open a shop front, I'm never going to stand in their way. Mm. Uh, but, but I will still share my experience that I had the shop front and, you know, it, it was in the main street in the main area and no one came in. It was mm. just, it's just mm. not, uh, yep. you know, that's something that I wish someone you know taught me. I, I just did what, you know, what I thought was the dumb thing. But if I, I know for a fact, if I'd have spent that million dollars that I spent on rent over those years, if I'd have spent that on advertising and self-promotion, mm. I probably would have done five times the business that I did. Um, and you sort of talk about making a lot of noise at the moment, you know, right in your opening statement. I mean, you know, you something I talk about all the time is you want to dominate the eyeballs. You want mm. to dominate the eyeballs of your market. Where are your eyeballs? Who are your sellers? What age are they? What platforms are they using? Where are they hanging out? Um, you know, who are they talking to? That's where you need to be. So, yeah. you know, if, if there's, you know, three main thoroughfares in and out of your marketplace, make sure you've got billboards on all three of them. If there's, um, you know, a local paper that you know they all read, make sure you're in it. If um, if, a, if you're in a predominantly owner-occupied market, make sure you've got something going into their letterboxes every single week. I mean, you just got to know who, who's your audience, where are their eyeballs, that's what you've got to dominate. And, and none of that is an office. Well done, mate. I've got to give it to you. 27, um, you know, new businesses launched within, let's just, let's call it 12 months because realistically it's been 12 months for you. That's, um, that, that's very revered and admirable, mate. So well, well done to you. And, and obviously um, it's a compelling proposition for a lot of people. And um, anyone listening to this who's got further interest, what's the best way to contact you? Mate, uh, look, I really appreciate you saying that. I think it's not for everyone. It's, it's, you know, there's definitely a whole segment of the market of people that, you know, they want to work for themselves. They want to build their own brand. Um, you know, it, it takes some self-belief. You know, you, you've got to, you know, I mean, there's, there is, let's be honest, there is a lot of fear amongst agents and in the industry that, you know, geez, if I leave the big brand, I might not make it. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, ultimately that little exercise I mentioned is, is quite powerful when you realise that, or your business is coming to you because of you, uh, the value proposition changes drastically. Um, if people want to get in contact, if they're interested in knowing more, there's a few different ways. I mean, uh, uh, there's our website, www.urbanx.io, uh, and all of the information about what we do and the fees and who we work with is, is all on there. Uh, people can uh, contact me on the phone, 0402 214 uh, email dan at urbanx.io or uh, you know, on socials active. as well. You're yeah, pretty active yeah. on Insta, Insta and Facebook. They can hit you pretty up, active DM on you. Insta, mate. Yeah, yeah. Sold by, sold, at sold by Dan um, and they can send me a DM and, and get in touch. So it's all confidential. I mean, you know, as I'm sure you'd understand, I talk to agents every single day. Uh, you know, this is people's livelihoods. You know, any conversation I have with anyone is 100% confidential. To be honest, things are so confidential that even after an agent joins us during that first five weeks before they actually launch, and by the way, five weeks is the minimum. And if someone wants to join now and they don't want to launch for three months or six months, that's fine as well. Um, mm. But uh, five is just the, five weeks is the minimum. But even in that time, you know, only a handful of people within our organisation know about it. Only the people that have to know about it, like in design and, and branding mm. and, and IT and, and whatnot. But 
um, you know, everything is just kept so confidential until that agent is ready to, to make the move and, and launch. I love how you've been transparent, Dan, around, look, this is not for everyone. We've got a minimum expectation GCI. Otherwise, you know, we don't have the duty of care. But also, if you're the sort of agent who loves interaction and culture and, and, and uh, you know, having 25 people in the office and whatever, maybe maybe it's not the right time for them to, to launch their own business and, and do their own thing. So it's, I think it's it's a very diplomatic approach that you've adopted and a very fair approach. So um, rather than, than trying to fit a square peg in a round hole and be a one trick pony, it sounds like you have very bespoke personalized conversations with a lot of agents, which is good, uh-huh. for, good for you. It's people starting their own business. And, and mm. I come back to that earlier point I made. This is not about joining us. This is about starting your own business. If yeah. you want to employ us to look after the back end, then we can do that. We can help yeah. you get set up and we can do all of those services for you. But, yeah. you know, I'm, I am really consulting people on setting up their own businesses and they're all different. They operate in different areas. They've got different demographics and different markets. Most of these people are in different positions in life and, and have different, um, you know, wants and goals. So, it's very bespoke and it's not for everyone. And, you know, we don't have a water cooler. And if you're the kind of person that wants to stand around the water cooler and talk about the listings that you missed out on and, and, yeah. and whatnot, then, you know, <laughs> stick in an office, um, you know, but it want to get. All the people that I work with really are in the same boat. You know, they, mm. they want to get ahead in life. This person who I mentioned, you know, having lunch with 12 years in the game, still renting, you know, tiny, yeah. tiny share portfolio, total wealth, 100 grand after 12 mm. years. You know, the people I met the other week, you know, early 40s, still renting. I mean, mm. you know, this is the reality for maybe 80% of agents that'll, you know, that, that will, will listen to this. Mm. Uh, you know, maybe they're renting, maybe they own something, but, you know, is it all leveraged to the max? Are they in 100% debt, 90% debt? Are they making the minimum of payments? Or, the, or are they actually getting ahead? Man, I'm only 37 and, and you know, I'm, I was kind of established by the age of 35 and I didn't, mm. wasn't born with a silver spoon. I've done it all through this vehicle that I you know, sort of spent the last hour talking to you about. Yeah. Um, and it's certainly why I'm so passionate about it. So we are very much for agents that, you know, have established themselves, but want to take their whole life and career to the next level. And, and we can definitely help them do that. Love it. Love it, Dan. I appreciate your, um, your time and I'm sure people would have got a lot out of it, um, whether it's the right time for them to, to get in contact or not. It's just very good information, transparent as well for them to take on board. So I really appreciate your time, Dan. And mate, as always, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you very soon and uh, mate, look forward to working with more of your agents. Mate, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. I appreciate the opportunity to come on today and, and just share a bit about you know why we're doing what we're doing and, and, and the impact it can make in people's lives. So, mate, thank you very much and, and thanks for sharing this. Oh, no problem, buddy. You take care and listeners, we'll catch you next time. And Dan, thanks for sharing your journey, mate. Thank you. Bye-bye.